Test, test. Yes, everything should be working. All right. Uh, welcome, everyone. This is episode 63, which actually looking at the number, I just like going over the notes, looking at the number. It's actually quite some some episodes that we had uh, by now. Today, uh, my plan was to get a bunch of small scale guys uh, on the show. Primarily because of the fleet formation a patch we talked to ccp about last episode and um, there is some there are some concerns regarding like kite stuff especially smaller scale uh, stuff and i think especially suetonia has a has a very uh, outspoken opinion on that and we'll go into that for sure um so i thought like who can i invite and all the guys I know do sports scale, like everyone, like I know, they're all streamers too. So like, I don't know if we're going to dive into like streaming stuff or whatever. But as, as always, like there's a conversation. So wherever the conversation goes. Another thing about it is um, everyone is a streamer. So I don't really, like, I don't really have to run down a massive uh, introduction, especially uh, Bjorn, biggest EVE streamer, I believe and has been on actually three times before episode 9 23 and 50 so uh, people Something should like be that, aware yeah. of that this yeah <laughs> hey, then everyone. then we've got Sweet, uh, suetonia has been on the csm and has been streaming for i don't know like probably three four years by now right like maybe even longer, longer. way longer yeah, I, think right? I, I think i started in about 2016. there you go five years was it a castro Still, I still fly the Kestrel, man. It's oh, a okay, good ship. Okay. I was about to say, mostly known for his love for the Kestrel. I think everyone's aware. Then we've got three tiers, who's actually uh, in a hotel right now. So, like, he's tuning in, like, making it happen from a hotel even, because he's traveling for work. Hey, guys. And then we've got Casper24. Maybe not, not as actively streaming on Twitch until recently right <laughs> just a little bit recently but very well known when it comes to uh, like small scale stuff tournament stuff uh household almost legendary name i would say uh very good at getting uh, second place right <laughs> very <good>. <laughs> <laughs> that's his uh, specialty um and then miranda couldn't make it today so i quickly invited my friend the Beltrum. um Hello. And I think everyone's aware of uh, Beltram 2, also streaming, and uh, yeah, just a, a, a good low-stick opinion, I believe, uh, to have on too. Uh, all right, guys. So I want, I want to dive right into uh, the fleet formation thing, and I want to start with the, with the thing that you actually talked about a lot, Sutonia, uh, which is the, the kite's small-scale small problem. Uh, especially with the uh, what is it called again relative, relative formation warp. yeah so you want to you want to just explain what the problem is you think well i'm not sure that uh, that bitter about it really i mean it maybe it came off uh, that way on tis but I, i'm not actually that upset about it to be honest with you i don't think it'll be that bad i just think there'll be like five six systems in the game that you just won't be able to kite in like ge tac or wherever the people in brave go that hate sunshine and puppies <laughs> you know, and like R10, those kind of systems. 
the the main issue right is you can uh, fleet warp uh, in front of people now instead of uh, before it was always behind so what you can do is uh, you can in a safe spot or even on grid i guess you could do it but it'll be a lot more telegraphed is you can make a set of bookmarks and then uh like based on you can use the uh tactical overlay if you know what i mean where you have that golden line which is the north and then you have the other bit and you can just have like 20 bookmarks in a safe so it's very easy to do it doesn't take any skill to do this whatsoever it's all preparation beforehand and the only person who needs any skill is the prober basically that's actually sorry sorry and then you can just uh you flip up to probe result and like if you use like the tactical overlay you can get the direction they're in like west north whatever have people stack up on the prober in the safe spot at those things with the bookmarks already there and then you can just fleet warp them onto them and they'll land in, in front of the kiders, right? And they'll ha have to warp off pretty much. So when I talked to Bjorn, was it yesterday, two days ago, I think? Yeah. We were talking about exactly that and we're like, hmm, is it actually that much of a problem? Like how big of a problem is it going to be? Like we were also very aware, I think, I guess everyone, that you can now warp behind a certain point, which is like a game changer right how much of a problem is it and i think like what you just described it's a lot of uh setup a lot of um work to pull off two in most cases right yeah it's definitely going to take about two to three minutes to set up in a system that isn't your home station that's why i said i don't think it's going to be a widespread problem i think it's just going to be a problem in like home defense systems like you know g attack for brave for example is a classic example of an area where there's a lot of uh, tryhards on the on the brave side who are whooping like core dreads like the same people who are whooping like core dreads and like 5k a second onyxes you know they're gonna be doing this so but outside of ge tech it will be fine i think right because it, it's the thing is like it's very telegraphed right it's very obvious that they're doing this so you you know it's gonna happen right so you can just avoid China than ge actually <clears throat> I don't even think it's going to take that much setup. Um, what you could do is just warp your entire fleet, or how your you know say your tackle squad of like I don't know five ramjags or whatever you've got into a sphere formation of twenty, and then you have a guy burn off for two seconds into a uh, hundred and fifty, and now you can ping your you can warp relative warp that entire sphere to the grid, and then have your guy that's hundred and fifty and keep leapfrogging that sphere. Uh, every 150 kilometers or using different warp ranges you can get it 50 kilometers or uh, so be it yeah so what would be like so i did some suggestions i put them um put them out there and told them what i would think would be like slight tweaks to the whole thing that i would like like to see what do you guys think like are there slight changes that could like get around some issues or make it better, make it even more fun, maybe. Get rid of relative warp altogether. Should we just like, wait and see how it should be out? able I to go in front of zero? If you just change that simple thing, I love the fleet formations. I love how you can go sides, throw your logi out back. That's all freaking great. But being able to go behind somebody, as somebody just said, it's not doesn't take much setup. If you have three good pilots, a good prober, and two good interceptor pilots. All right, you move your interceptor way right, ray left. All right, so that'll get you the, the relative warp, and then you can just throw ramjags as far as you want. Right? If you have good pilots and they know to go around any stop bubbles that we might want to put out, now we have to do like a star formation of defensive stop bubbles. That's never going to happen when we're trying to burn away. 
So it just takes a couple good pilots to go way while words are hard, way right and way left of any bubbles we'd want to put out, and you can just fling them. Interceptors are immune to bubbles anyway, but if you want to get some jags, you can just go around our bubbles like that. And then you can just do the relative warp of your whatever the current formation is. I forgot what the current name of that is. But you can just warp, and now they're way, way past your bubbles, right or left, or up or down, or however you want to think about it. Yeah, yeah. The, the key thing being there, though, good, right? I, I don't really, uh, I think it's fine, right? If they have good interceptor pilots, then that should be that should be fine. The, the, the thing that I'm more concerned about, right, is the fact that uh, it's very easy to do if, like, like not on grid, but, like, with just bookmarks in a safe spot, like, that's off the gate or something. And it doesn't, like, it doesn't really require much, uh, much uh, individual piloting, right, on, on the guy's thing to just warp to a preset bookmark and then have the FC fleet warp them in. I really actually personally think like in staging systems where you can have like a million bookmarks prepared, maybe it's going to be a bit weird there. But if you're in a random grid and random people outplay you, I think all power to them, right? Yeah, yeah that's the that's time, thing too. Yeah. And I think also that instead of going like, fuck, this should never happen. Like, you know, we can't have this change come to the game. We need to pre-tweak it or never make it happen at all. I think it's going to be actually a game changer, as everybody said, right? And it would be very interesting to at least play it right and if it's bad overall or you know if the majority of people are like negatively affected then you can start tweaking it but for now it looks like it's going to really change possibly at least there is a change to the meta coming somehow right or at least what you're able to do on the grid right like it opens up things that were never possible before and i think there's a lot of people that are going to be like you know interested in trying that stuff out at least you know and i want to see that happen there is room for mistakes here, and which is content, right? So the more mistakes that are possible to make is good. So I won't like completely, completely salty, because all right, an FC is bad, and he warps everybody into our bubble. All right, free fish. So there's room for mistakes, but you know, you know, highly skilled players, uh, one or two, are going to get severely rewarded here, which is good. I mean, we all like to see skill. Not yeah, just anchor up. I decided to be like quiet at the start just to gauge all of your opinions. Because uh, I'm really glad to hear Setonia kind of not think it's doom and gloom about like everything. I completely agree that in home systems like GTAC, Rio, and those kind of places, it's going to be obviously used and somewhat abused to have these pings perfectly ready. But I think that's just home field advantage in a way as well. Uh, but I don't know, and I don't think that the relative warp for small gangers is going to be nearly as oppressive as the sphere warping. Because that takes zero skill. That just takes like True. That just shows all everybody. the fucking scepters and let's get a fifty kilometer diameter and land all around this guy. It doesn't matter if he's going up or down or left or right. That shit's gonna be oppressive to small gangers. Yeah, and like, that's gonna be like I don't know why you guys aren't talking about that way more. I want to confess. Has anyone done the math to feel how fast you have to go like in a straight line to not get caught? Has anybody actually done that math? It depends on how well, like are they on grid with you and are they how much in warp range they use to ping to you? I like, yeah, are you, so are like you warping hard reds, you know? Okay, but like a scepter, how fast do you have to go as a vagabond or something to give AP a shout out? How fast do you have to go in a straight line to not get relative warp probe done? Well, like, has anybody, I don't know what that math is. I mean, I, I guess you can go from experience, like usually if you burn in a straight line away from someone and you get warped on, how far behind you do they land, right? But well, usually uh, I would say it's a 20, 30k um, kind of mark if you're fairly fast, so... They can warp 200 kilometers, right? Like the best case, right, is they have uh, like I don't know a Jaguar that's 199 kilometers in front of the FC, 
and it fleet warps like i'd say like it takes normally about five to seven seconds for someone to to land right because the fc is going to fleet warp them then even even something quite fast like a jaguar or a scepter is going to take five to seven, seven seconds even if it's like pre-aligned to you yeah i think we were talking about the sphere like the relative warp yeah you can land that right on like i'm not too worried about the sphere to be honest though right because uh unless they unless they just hardcore blobbing you to the point where you're not going to be on the same grid i think that the sphere could actually fuck them pretty hard right like let's say it's not like kind of a normal home defense thing where they uh maybe outnumber you by like two to one three to one but they're in more kitchen sink stuff right if they sphere warp at 50 kilometers right like half their fleet is just not going to be in range and like there's a good chance you're just going to get picks on like two or three guys so I'm actually not, so, not too worried about the sphere. Uh, I think it's going to be way more oppressive than the what I think is going to take a lot more skill, which is the relative warp. You're saying setting up like a couple of bookmarks, but that's like a few systems you can expect it then. Whereas in every other system, you can get sphere warped on by a gang of scepters or whatever it is. That's going to be like everywhere. Yeah, but and don't it, you think like if you're solo or like, you know, s small, small, pico, scepter, whatever gang, right? And somebody comes with 50, 50 scepters, right? Even, you're already in today's, anyway. even in today's world, right? If somebody warps 50 scepters on top of you, if you're not warping off, you're probably tackled. 100%, yeah. Right? So I don't think this fear changes that much. because No, but I'm just trying to... Like, I, I really want this change to come, warp, right? just so I put my opinion out there. I really support that this is coming in the game. I think the guys who are making this at CCP know exactly what it means to let you suddenly warp further than zero, in a way. I think it's going to shake things up in a really fun way when it comes to other gameplay not just small gang and solo, but for smaller fleets, bigger fleets, giant fleets, all that stuff. It's going to be super interesting. But I don't agree that the relative warp is the problem that you guys think it is, or many of you think it's going to be compared so, to the other sphere. The only problem I see with the relative warp is the you can warp someone onto himself, which is like, that's weird to me. You know, if it was 149 km, you couldn't warp the guy onto himself, but is that you can. Is the MJD that you're talking about? You can just keep MJDing constantly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like yeah. MJDing, but like that's kind of weird to me. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> the biggest. Hundred percent. Uh, that's the biggest downfall I see of it so far is just the infinite MJD, and uh, you can even just pick how far you want to go. You don't want to go to 150. You can oh, just warp at 100, and now you've just moved 50 kilometers. That uh, makes it really powerful when. And it almost like with battleship uh, meta, you know, having an MJD is like almost necessary. Is that changing it? Uh, I don't know, but that's that's really the only part I'd like to see uh, uh, tweaked a little bit in the in this is just that uh, infinite MJD. So that's also like that's one of the things that I that I suggested to put that warp range, the relative thing, below 149 or below 150, so that doesn't happen. But I also suggested to make the sphere, the the range, like so you, you can have bigger spheres and bigger uh, planes and all that stuff. And so that works kind of against that, right? Because you can then warp that sphere. Like Bjorn said, he's more concerned about that. It's way easier to get a little bit further in front. You, you, you know, in most cases, you just need that one guy who lands in the perfect spot. Right? And one our gangs are dead. It's really, really simple. Yeah, so like that's why I've said earlier, like I, I need to confess, right? Like I kind of suggested that. I'm not sure if that's actually a good suggestion, to be quite honest, right? But what about what about mm -hmm. a tweak of minimum warp distance to be able to use this? 
if you could maybe still do this all this relative stuff, uh, but you couldn't do it from the same grid to give us more time to possibly burn away from when you initiated your warp. Because right now, as Tony said, right, there's a minimum warp distance that was really short in a perfect world. Well, what if that was now, you know, some arbitrary number, 5,000 kilometers, somewhere off-grid? That gives us more time to do at least reposition and think about, okay, they're coming in and it's not instant right on our ass or butt. I don't know what I can say. That's an that's an interesting. That would be that would change so many things. I don't even like. <laughs> I already I'm watching Bjorn. He's thinking. He's like, hmm. Would that be just like on grid stuff? Do you often kite the people you're fighting to like two, three hundred away, like where they're actually uh, in warp no. range? Well, the problem is I, you, you can't go further than 150 because uh, otherwise they'll just like fleet like probe you and fleet warp onto you. Yeah, or they'll warp to that guy that you're shooting who is now warpable, like. I don't see this being a problem on that grid you're on. How often do you honestly go that far that the support can warp up and, and save the guy? You, you don't, right? But the, the thing is, like, with the projection meta, you, you're, you're kind of, like, sandwiched into this uh, range of, like, between 90 and 150 kilometers where you're kiting most of the time. And I think I don't think it's necessarily uh, to do with the relative warp or the fleet formation stuff, but... If CCP actually increased the minimum warp distance, maybe not even to 5,000 kilometers like Casper says, like if it was just 300, for example, it would actually open up a lot more like Ongari kiting and some more sniper doctrines, right? So if you could snipe from like 200, but you can get fleet warped onto them, like maybe that makes like Tachyons and like Rail Megas more viable because then they have to ping first and then come back down onto you instead of just going straight onto you. It's the same thing as when you're fighting against battleships. You want to stay like 70, 50 to 70 because you have to watch against their boosh, right? So you don't want to be right at 100. So you stay a little bit closer. This would be the same thing, all right? So now you have an area to play in where you can't get relative warped on, that you're safe, and you can play this projection meta. I don't think they're going to like change minimum warp distance. Like, we can talk about it, but change. I just don't see it happening. I've, I've said like I've said so many things. Oh, CCP's never going to change this in the past like two years, and they've actually changed a lot. Like, they've really uh, changed a lot of the fundamentals. Like I thought this was just going to be a, a cosmetic change or some change where like maybe they add on like some like weird new boost thing. Like oh, you're in a V formation, so you get ten percent damage for like three minutes. You land on grid. That's what I thought it was going to be. But this is actually like way more crazier and way more exciting. So. Props to CCP. I think they've actually uh, sh like shook the game to its foundations in a, a in a very big way with a lot of the changes recently. Yeah, as, as salty as I want to be, change is good. Regardless, change is good. Yeah, I want to say like they they've shown lately, or the last couple of years, I would say the last two years they have really shown they're willing to do like more like drastic changes. Right, they're willing to to take a step if it makes sense. So. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't count that out at all. Like if you if you play one with warps, right? You might play around with the minimum uh, warp range. Like why not? Also 300 km makes total sense to me. That's the maximum lock range on subcaps, right? Why would you be able to warp to something that you could technically lock if you had enough sebos, right? Why would you not say like okay, if you if you can't lock it, then you can warp to it kind of, you know? Like there's it seems like a sensible like a barrier, you know, to me. Maybe does warping break your luck? Random yeah. question. Yeah, it, it does. does. And it kills your missiles that are in in the air. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. So if you keep pinging around and you're like shitting missiles from ninety, and then you ping fifty k forward, those missiles that are in space will stop existing. 
Actually, I think it's really weird, Bjorn. I think uh, while you're actually in warp and while you're warping, they can't do any damage. But when you land again, they can do damage again if they're still in the air. Really? Oh, you yeah. reconnect to them? All right. You so, can... oh, I think it's really weird. It's just uh, like missiles in the air just don't do any damage while you're trying to warp and while you're actually in warp. But when you're actually on grids, they, they can still hit. Because I've shot people with a ra like a cruise raven and then warped off into a like a new thing. And then my damage started going back on again from like the missile that I shot like 10 seconds before. Oh, you can also cloak that. in between. So if you like you, you launch your missiles, and as long as the cloak is still in process, which takes a lot, lot longer than just like it blinking green, as everyone knows, hopefully. Uh, as long as it's just still like going on, like I think that's like four or five seconds, um, the missiles will still hit too, right? We kind of use that to ref like stuff sometimes. So, Sitonia, question like an expert to me, dude. Besides, you know, the the mini versus the small kind of this stuff is there any ways that you have thought of for the small to use this against mini other than just you know warping onto that random cormorant or pete or whatever and just ganking it really quick is there any any ways that you can see that we can use this uh yeah i thought about it a little bit on on dead space grids as well uh for kiting i'm not sure how it actually works with dead space grids if you relative warp onto a dead space grid, does it just suck everyone onto like the beacon at zero? I assume it does because it calculates everyone's warp vector independently, right? And whenever you warp to a, a spot on a dead space grid that's not in line with the beacon uh, at 100 to zero, then it just sucks you on, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's true. Yeah, I haven't actually tested that. Because, yeah, so you can't use it for uh, the drift of wormholes then, unfortunately, and you can't use it to, like, warp people onto like an ESS at like a weird angle so you can like kite if people are already there or something. But so you will, like on a dead space grid, I think a, a couple of people are not aware of this actually. If you bubble a uh, the warp in on a dead space grid, be it a drifter warmer, be it a uh, whatever, an acceleration gate or something, right? If you bubble that and you warp to it, you will land inside the bubble, right? Yeah, you always land on the beacon at zero, yeah. even if it's inside a bubble. So if there's a bubble in the in the path, you will land on zero on the beacon, unless you warp to a spot at range that's outside the bubble. If you, you if you wouldn't get dragged technically by that bookmark and you warp at range, you will land on the beacon at range, which is kind of weird. So if you would warp a formation onto a dead space uh, spot that's bubbled, you would end up. And, and you land at like you warp at a hundred or so, you would end up with everyone who would get dragged on zero on the beacon in one ball, and everyone who wouldn't get dragged at a hundred in a little ball, which is kind of weird, right? So this is like one of those ways to fuck up that is now created, yeah. which which might just be pure content. Like a small gang suddenly gets half the gang uh, on zero, and the other half is at a hundred. Yeah, that that might just be exactly what you need, right? I didn't know that because we we sit there and we call them doorbells, like you know, a hundred mm stabber or something. We'll ring the door, but then have a bubble at zero, and just people that want to come check it out at a hundred, you know, they always get dragged, and we just use that as a content. But I didn't know that was a thing. That's super interesting. Yeah, like I use that sometimes on drifter wormholes to trap some people, right? When we're running away with kickies and stuff, so we can still warp at range and land closer to the wormhole while they all get dragged on zero. Um, or if we do like smart bomb traps and stuff like this, right? I don't want to get in my own smart bomb trap, really. <laughs> it's like, it's not, that's not so, uh, so fun. 
Yeah, I used to use it in uh, Dead Space as well with ESSs when you could when those used to be deployable things. So because if someone if you put it like inside the gate of a like DD site, whenever they warp to the ESS, you always just get sucked onto the gate at zero. Even if it's a scepter or something nullified, because technically the gate's in the second room, so they just get sucked onto the gate at zero all the time. Yep. Unless they have the first room bookmark somehow. All right. Yeah. So how to defend against this, Suetonia? Any ideas? Well, the the obvious thing, right, is uh, I I would personally, uh, if I was trying to find a home defense system, I think now I'm probably using the ESS grid a lot more, or probably only ever fighting on the ESS grid if it's like a thing, a system like R10 and it's getting abused heavily there, because obviously in dead space, right, you can't fleet warp to people. You can't if they relative warp, they end up on the beacon at zero. So you can just just kite how you would do normally on the ESS grid, and then they can't. Uh, they can't use the new uh, fleet formations, right? So you can always always use like maybe something like a, a HIC, like a rapid light missile launcher Onyx, but I think they're very difficult for small gang to use. And I think we you run into the problem like Casper, where you're already having people do it, like having someone already in like a really specialized role uh, when you already have like, I don't know, five people, eight ships sort of yeah. thing. Like you have like pigeonholing someone being into being like the hick guy it means you, you're losing like what that guy would do normally. So, you, you know, you're always having that, that problem of like having everyone's already triple boxy and now you have a fourth just trying to fly an onyx. And yeah, it's, it gets rough. I mean, what I time? actually thought of a nice counter to be honest, right? This is some 4D chess thinking right here. I'm ready. Do it. <laughs> All right. So you grab a ship with close range guns and you brawl them down because then if they warp to you, that's what you want, dude. Sure. You, you just solo that 50 man blob that's hunting you on that grid. I mean, you're, you're a small gang, right? You're with less than 10 guys, which means nine. Everybody runs four accounts, dude. Bring a couple guardians, bring a couple fucking pulse absos, dude. Ram, scram, slam, bam. Let's go. Damn, he really is a snuff spy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Reddit is right. What I, what I would think is right away. I'm, fan, I'm just a big fan of brawling, right? And I mean, I don't know, dude. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just what I think, dude. Brawl him down. I would think you should use it to, you know, to your advantage to counter what they do, right? So, like, who's better at it? That's basically the question, right? Like, if it's such a powerful tool, if it comes into the game like it is right now, you just gotta be better with it than than they are, and then you know it opens up stuff for you, right? Yeah, this yeah. is really gonna it's like widen the skill gap between like the people who are really good and the people who don't use these tools or you know aren't that good, maybe have don't PvP much. It's really gonna widen that skill gap even more, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, the other thing I was gonna say is like maybe a small gang people will just do the like have a, have a scepter that's like keep it range one seventy kilometers like behind them, and then as soon as they relative fleet warp onto you, you relative fleet warp to your scepter and just keep kiting. Yeah. Honestly, prop mods, prop mod so twenty twenty. It's just agility and how fast you can warp and keep pinging. It's just slippery pizza nagas now, right? Oh. Take off your nanos, put on inertial stabilizers. <laughs> Just keep pinging around. I hear the Phantomite fits four eye stabs to his salad, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, 
if it's new and if it's not mutants, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Tornadoes <laughs> incoming. Mutants are going to be good at this too, sadly. Right? Yeah. What do you think about the skills? By the way, I saw that one on your list too. Because this is another thing that I think that is maybe a controversial point, and also something that's maybe going to mean that it's not going to be used too much outside of uh, the home systems, right? Because some random uh, crabs are not going to have uh, this skill injected, right? Probably because it's, uh, I believe you need to, to train a rank 5 skill to level 5, right? So it's basically like training yeah. at Cruiser 5. Is it leadership 5? What skill is it? That's the pro rank. What are we talking? Sorry, you need two different skills. If you're above 80 million skill points, it's going to be 22 skill injectors to max this out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like some some random uh, like probably some junior like all of the main FCs junior, junior FCs, FCs are probably gonna have it right, but like some guy who's uh, I don't know calls for like some random crab defense fleet because a Nidhogger's tackled is probably not gonna have it right. And so yeah. So that's like, why I put it on the list right because I think it's kind of um, it's kind of weird to keep a like a powerful tool like this like a, a powerful essential tool, it will be essential, right? Uh, away from people that haven't skilled it yet, which is then, it adds it to like, oh yeah, this is the standard stuff you need to skill at the beginning, right? Which is like, always a discussion point. People are always like, ah, you know. I didn't even think about that part. I just bought skill injectors and went, fuck it. But of course that's a discussion <laughs> point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, of course it fucking is. I didn't even yeah. like... Imagine you, you're like a new guy and you want to FC, right? You want to yeah. start FCing. You don't have those skills, you know, so it limits your ability just naturally, which isn't like necessarily. That was, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, or, or it might increase content for the first op, but there's not going to be a second op, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> You'd almost see, theoretically kind of say the same thing about like ships like the Monitor, um, where, you know, it's an FC specific ship, you get rewarded for putting your points into a specific role you want to do, such as fleet commanding. You know, just like you need to train for a Rorqual to be a good miner, you need to put your uh, skills into your fleet command skills, rather than just having link skills, which are kind of the fleet command skills currently. One Rorqual, Lamau. Yeah, um, but I yeah. think, <laughs> what, but one second, but so the problem that I saw was, like, so the monitor, I think you can just skill Fleckroos on level one, you're going to be fine, right? You're not going to get shot anyway. But in this case, it's 3 million skill points for both skills on level 5. And you need them on both level 5, right? Because the relative warp is the 5th um, level thing, like the 5th level like stuff to unlock. And then you want, obviously, if you want to warp around spheres and planes and all that stuff, you kind of want the maximum range option, right? Um, uh, so they're very essential, right? So there's a slight difference there, I think. Then we have something very similar some time ago where if you wanted to hold a squad or multiple squads or a wing or even let alone a full fleet, you needed skills for that, right? Yeah. And I trained into it because I loved calling targets. I loved like FCing stuff, right? So I started training into it. And every time I unlocked a new skill, I felt like, you know, that's a milestone. I hit it. I can do this and that now, you know? It felt like, I don't know if it's if you can call it rewarding, you know, waiting for that timer to tick down, whatever. But it was cool, you know? And now yeah. it's like anyone can do it. Like, yeah. I can make a character right now and hold it, like, 200. What is the max fleet size? Like, 257 or something? Uh, no, 260. Uh, whatever, dude. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was actually pretty cool. And now everyone can do it. I don't know, dude, right? And now this skill, like, this new relative fleet warping and whatever needs skills that you train. And we're crying about it. I mean, come on, dude. It's Eve, right? We're training for everything. I need to train if I want to shoot T2 blasters on my comet. Yeah, you're right. I agree. 
I I would say it's a good point, definitely. And that and also reminds me. We're talking about fleet operations here, right? We're talking about one guy controlling multiple other players across the world, right? And in comparison, if I want to solo PvP something very simple, I need to invest, I don't know, dude, like a month of training to be able to actually, you know, have a fully T2 fit, nicely fit frigate. I don't know what the actual training time is, but you get my point, right? Hmm. I do 100% get your point. And that also show, like, reminded me of how did it, like, how was it, like, how it used to be with the, like, okay, this guy's on uh, fleet command, this guy's on wing command. The FC doesn't technically be, uh, have to be on fleet command. He could still give the command to warp. He just has to have someone in fleet who is able to fleet warp, right? In that, in that formation, you know? So it might not even be um, that, like, crazy as, like, you know, as I first thought. So I think that's a that's a legit point, actually. It does change the fact that if you want to ping pong back and forth between two people, the relative word back and forth, you, those both characters would need the skills all at five. If you want to relative warp the entire group one way and then, oh, they kited the other way, let's go back in like a ping pong kind of way. All of those characters that are taking those fleet or squad warps would need that. Wait, wait a second. All the characters need the skills? No, I'm no, saying okay, that if you okay, are, okay. let's say you're There's a two guys that need and you the have another guy who you're trying to ping to, relative warping towards, if you then want to ping backwards again by initiating warp from the other guy, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That character would also need the skills at five, which yep. I hadn't even considered. The thing is, though, if you want to warp back and forth, only one of them can warp the other, right? Well, I can, can be on fleet, fleet, you can be on wing. Command, right, and the other in wing command. Yeah, but the wing commander cannot warp to the fleet commander and warp the fleet commander too. That's no, he, the problem. Yeah, he can't, he can't warp the fleet commander, but then the fleet commander can warp to the people yeah. when they land behind him. But yeah, you're right. You, you can't warp that one guy. It, it can. It's going to take a while for this to be like all over the place where people are doing this stuff because of the skills. I um, think it won't take a while for it to be all over the place. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be all over the place <laughs> and it's going to be great, but it's going to take a like while. From day one, you think so? Yeah, yeah, but the warp meta, that's what you mean, right? The warp yeah. meta has to develop, right? People have to figure out, okay, this is the, the stuff to do and this is in this situation and stuff, yeah. Well, even then, right? Like you're probably you're gonna need like way more people to have a train because otherwise people will uh, with spies, right? They'll like if you only have like two people who can do it, like they'll just headshot them, right? So, does this ruin solo PvP and anything bigger than a frigate? No, not really. I don't think so. Like, um, if you're if you're solo, right? Like you're generally flying more brawling styles anyway, or you're at least like within point like range. Gorilla hit and run type. Okay. Like I don't know, maybe maybe in bigger stuff, but at least from like how I see it, from like cruiser down, which is normally what I fly. Like normally I fly like cruisers like Vex and Evishu or Kestrel or something. I I don't really see it like making my solo PvP even like worse or anything. In fact, uh, I think if I was dual boxing and I had it on, I was, I'm gonna train it on my uh, like all my probing all. Like I actually can see it like me being able to use it to just like fling myself on top of someone at zero. So. I think it actually just gives you more tool. I mean, that's technically not solo if you're dual boxing, but it, it, depends, Panther, on, it depends on how you Are you a purist? It. God damn it. <laughs> Panther, like does, a, this encourage, does this <laughs> encourage headshots yeah. in big, big fleet uh, fights? 
because you can just like warp to their monitor, whoever you know is their FC. You could just warp to that ship and headshot that. Does that encourage that in the bigger scale? Wait, wait. You don't really headshot a monitor, though. It's mm. basically... Well, it happens. Do they actually fly monitors? I don't, I don't know. I just figured so, like command ships like claymores or some shit. In no, Delph, it's a, a monster. Yeah, in Delph, mm. we sometimes do it. Only if we know there's only that one monitor, and then we talk to all the fleets because it's like enough firepower to actually kill it, right? And then we go, okay, bomb. But it's so rare. Twelve hundred ships. They usually bring like seven (laughs) monitors for each fleet, so I don't even know why. I never fly even (laughs) monitors, right? I fucking I don't like it. Like they're gonna buff it, though, aren't they? Wasn't there something Obelix with adding a a like a bay for drugs, drugs and stuff, so you can actually take Quaif and an overclocker and keep up with some of the faster. I think yeah. that's a pretty good addition. You don't need uh, mid-grade snakes to anchor for munins now, right? You can just take overclock of four on Quaif, and then you're yeah. fast enough. Yeah, I used What's to the... to bring someone along who carries my drugs. So when we undock, I inject the stuff, and then someone yeah. has another set. I used to do that a couple of <laughs> times. But then at this some point, I was like, I'm going to get this mid-grade snake set, even though I know one day I'm going to forget it, and I'm going to like die in some stupid-ass ship in a snake set. And the other day, I was actually toasting in a gila just for fun like i was catching up with the fleet i'm in a gila just solo toasting around in that constellation and just taking every fight i'm like having my fun right and then i realized oh shit i'm in a snake set and then there's like <laughs> little gangs hunting me and stuff and i had to just like scout myself home quickly but yeah it almost happens but yeah and <laughs> um, i want to come uh, go back to like so little tweaks so now we talked about it a little bit. I um, so I suggested the the relative warp below 150 and the um, overall those spheres and stuff to to be a little bit bigger, which I'm not too sure about. So what what is like Casper is a little bit more drastic. He says remove the relative warp, or at least the minimum warp distance, so you can't just get continually MJD done. Yeah, or increase the minimum warp, which is also a little bit drastic, I would say. I mean, I don't know what the consequences actually would be, to be honest. Like, I have to think about this for, like, a couple of days before I would even, like, know. It would be another big change, man. It, like, might even bring back, like, sniper battleships, right? Like, if you could snipe someone from 200k with, like, tuckins and railguns without being them being able to fleet warp directly onto you, they would have the ping first and come back onto you. That gives you a lot more time, so... Like yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't just be good for like solo and small gang it would actually make change the meta for like big fleets as well like baltic you just things. normally probe them and warp your fleet under them just do 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 i don't know i mean like i'm thinking about it right now i think i like it but uh you know i'm not i'm not 100% on it but so uh so Tonya, what would you think like what would be little tweaks that you would like to see then to make that like perfect I, I don't know. For me, it's probably minimum warp. Like, I, I wouldn't be as dra- say drastic to remove it because I think it's really cool. Um, the, the only the only thing that I think is uh, bad though would be like the like the fact that you can do it while warping to a probe result. Like, I'd say if I, if I was going to be like a lot more drastic, which I think is a bad idea, I would remove the ability to do formations from probe warps, but keep it for every other kind of warp. Because then that way it kind like it, kind of, you kind of need someone in position there already. That that's, and if that guy can get in position, then you get rewarded with it, right? But you can't just like lazy man, right click, fleet warp, win. Hmm. That is but, actually but I, like I said. Point. I think that's uh, it's probably a bit too drastic, but. All right. 
Three tiers, what's your thought? Like, little tweak that you would like to see? I think that minimum work distance make it to where you can't just keep infinite MJDing. That's that's honestly the biggest uh, concern I have with the entire relative formations. Um, but I do like the idea of the 300 kilometer distance, if we were going to go a little more drastic. I, I, I really like the idea of being able to bring back those uh, sniping battleships. Uh, battleships are a little underused, but even with the hack changes, I think that might change. So. Yep. Bjorn, your turn. Don't change anything. Bring it exactly the way Rice and Signal thought about it. But Just completely exactly the way it is on CC now. Implement it. Ship it. Let's go. But you would also add that if if things turn out to be like very oppressive or so, right? Then always quick. iterate keep, on stuff. Of course. Keep an eye on it. But and don't like cock block us out of this fun. It's gonna be super dope, dude. All right, all right. I'm, I'm all, I'm all for it, right? Even though I suggested some changes, I'm all for like just bring it the way it is, and then let's see what happens. Yeah. Like, what's the worst that can happen? It's but like, like, don't panic you know. day one when you get yeah. outplayed by it. As like, long there are some MCs who haven't slept properly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm up at like late at night, even longer than usual, just thinking of fun bullshit I can do with this. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, and uh, CCP has been really good at iterating on features yeah. uh, recently, right? Like they changed the ESS super fast. They've changed a bunch of other things really fast. So uh, I'd rather than just put it in as it is, right? And like, uh, if it's obviously broken, uh, then uh, you know, they, let's let's add some more limitations to it. But otherwise, let's just put it in straight away. See what happens. You know, I was a, a big fan of the blackout. You know, when that came in. So yes just you know I, I like chaos so you know let's just do more big scary changes but like this but you were ba a big fan of the blackout when it came in but like after a while you weren't a big fan anymore yeah because nobody was I yeah know, <laughs> <I hope. laughs> hey, the, the first six weeks of the blackout were the best uh pvp and eve that i ever had it was it was so good right. man like uh, people like having like cloaked ships next to ratting ships like doing bait traps like people actually doing gate camps again in their own space like it was great man there were so many things to fight it wasn't until like six weeks after where they, like, it, the things dropped off too much you know but there's like no raw calls out no supers out after that point yep all right Baltron, what do you say little tweaks to the warp formations no i agree with bjorn i think we should get it as it is and then as you said yourself right we don't know what the warp meta is going to be and i think it needs to evolve so we should see how it evolves right and we see what happens and then ccp can tweak it if it's horrible right but i think the way it is currently it's a great idea and it's going to bring a lot of change so i think we want it and then we can you know ccp can tweak it if necessary that's what i think also i think because we asked you, you talked about like how can the small gang use it offensively right hacks just been nerfed right and I mean, I always say, like, let's just brawl them down, but I'm serious, right? Like, if you have a beefy setup and some logi, I know small gangers say logi is for, you know, poofs or whatever, did, but uh, just bring some logi, you know, <laughs> warp it zero on them, tracking disrupt them, brawl them down, right? You can offensively warp on them and do it. Go for it, dude. Just fucking ram, scram, <laughs> slam, bam, dude. All right, all right. Um, so we were talking about the skills, too. And also, yeah, the skills, right? Like, it's not like everyone is going to immediately be able to do it, right? Like, not every single, like, you know, random Ishtar is tackled in Anomaly XYZ, right? The fleet comes in, you kite off, and random fleet commander starts fucking 
like uh, what's it called relative warping the fleet on top of you dude not not everyone is going to have it far away from everyone probably well my argument would always be like not everyone can use this skill technically and then not everyone has the skill to use it properly you know so it's, it's double right like even if someone yeah. injects it they're probably gonna uh everyone's gonna fuck probably it gonna up. Fuck, fuck things up man i can't wait until someone like sphere warps like 20 scepters to me at 50 kilometers and then they all end up like super spaced out and we just frag one frag one frag one frag one and it's just an easy kill man so that, you know how good this makes hecates hecates however you want to say it by the way just instantly fling them a thousand dps to anything you want just pop fling pop fling pop or a windrunner tornadoes, I think, are going to be yeah. quite fun. Yeah, if you if you're really good with the with the warp stuff, right? That's where skills uh, skill comes in. And it is not a skill for one guy, which I like. You know, it's a team thing, really. Like one guy has to position perfectly for one warping, and then yeah, you get one kill out of it or so, right? Like, but to repeatedly do it, you need more than that one guy. You need to like, and then what if that one guy dies, right? So you always need like a couple of guys that are really good with this. So you know. If you if you have a group and you can breed some skill with uh, in that area, that you know that can get you quite far. So uh, yeah, I'm hyped for it. Let's see let's see what happens, right? Uh, so but so one thing I wanted to talk about too was since we talked about skills and and all that stuff, CCP uh, announced something that's a little controversial uh, at least, which is the uh, the expert system. So who has a strong opinion on the expert system? What is the expert system? I have no idea. And maybe some, <laughs> maybe some people on stream want to hear as well, but I actually legit have no idea. That All right. I just heard some crying on my Discord, like in my corp chat, but I have no idea what it is. So I don't know why people are so upset about it, to be honest with you. You, you want to quickly I, explain I, what it is? Uh, sure. So basically, it's kind of like you are able to rent skills, I guess, from a certain set. So, for example, uh, there'll be like an expert pack, I think, for like mining barges, for example. So you could, even if you don't have the skill to fly mining barges, you could buy a, an expert skill pack for mining barges. And that way you can, and it, they, it would last seven days. And then that way you can fly a mining barge for a while. Uh, and you can still train mining barges while you have it. And I think the idea, right, is that they do it for like entry-level stuff, for like exploration or uh, mining barges or some stuff, right? So you can you can try out a play style before you like commit your skill points into it. How do you pay so you for can... it? Isk, Isk, Plex, Isk real dollars. money? Uh, I, well, think, I think it's Plex from the NAS store. So you, I assume you will be able to buy it with uh, with with Isk you know, if you just buy Plex from the market. But I, I don't know if it's going to be on the, on so the store. So you could inject a C6 farming fleet for seven days. Twitch chat says dollars only. Dollars only. Okay, I might, I might be... Uh, well, 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 I, well. I don't like that as much then. So... But... I don't think that's. I think that's uh, probably not correct. When I say dollars right, only, right they mean the the Plex shop, right? So you can only buy those in the shop, but it will be an item that you can trade in game. I'm pretty sure. Right. So then someone could buy it in game for like ISK, or like. like I don't said, think so. Just... I think it's account based that you can't trade it on the market, and okay. I think the reing that's been about this is that. They say you can buy it from the EVE Online store and people don't know if that's like from your account management or if that's actually in the EVE Online like NES store for Plex. Okay, never mind. There's a huge difference between those two things. CSM Flyptomite just confirmed it is dollars only. (laughs) It will not be 
on the New Eden store, all right, it is literally dollars only. Then that is absolutely trash because that implementation is not the way to get a new player, which is this is aimed at. That guy is unsure about this game. He might not even be Omega. He might be an alpha clone. I think the idea behind it is fantastic. Test something out. Like I'm doing missions and I've just started blah, blah, blah. What are missiles like? Oh, I, I don't like the time it takes for the missiles to travel. Let me try, like test something else before I commit to skilling into it for like a month or two. But if you then have to go to a store and pay for that first to, to rent it, I don't think that's a thing that honestly is going to get picked up that much. Yeah, yeah and then also- I don't like that either, right? Because uh, if you're trying to help, like let's say you're trying to get a, fr- a friend of yours into the game, you can say, okay, here, l- let me send you 100 million ISK and then you can buy this pack, right? And then we can fly together. Instead, now you now you need to spend real money to do it. Uh, I don't like that as much. Yeah, yeah the idea are... behind it is solid, though, right? Like to test and try something before you commit for like a two month train for it. I think yeah, that I, I really like, idea, idea is super good. Yeah, I mean, people are already hesitant of paying the money, or they just get Omega, or you know, exactly. they yeah buy some skill injectors or whatever. Exactly, that's what I was about to say. Actually, if I was that newbie and someone's saying like, "Hey, like you need to spend your your real cash," either I go the route and say, "Okay." Now I'm going to hardcore grind and just get injectors. Or I say, okay, that money that I was spent on this testing, which I'm never a fan of, like it's a limited time thing. I just buy injectors for it. And then, yeah, I might not just skill all of it, but at least I get close enough to get an idea. And then I have it for the rest of my time, right? Like forever. So, um, yeah, I, I think I agree with Bjorn. I think it's not going to get picked up all that much. Not if it's from their store for money, no. If it's in-game that you can work towards it and go, I want to test out whatever, this type of weapon system or this type of thing or this ship for like a week, get better skills for it. And then after that week, evaluate if I really want to dedicate in that direction. Because that's that's how newer players think. Like this is a, that's how they look at it. Like what am I going to spend my time on? Like a week training for us is fucking nothing. For a new player, that's like a week to use this? Like, are you nuts? That's how they look at it as brand new players. I have yeah. to stay docked for a week before the shit is done. Exactly. Yeah. And for like returning players too. Let's say you're returning. You haven't played the game for two, three years. And you don't know what Triglavian ships are. Being able to rent Triglavian skills for a week or two and go, holy shit, yes, I do want to dedicate into this. Or, you know, do you know what I mean? That would be super smart way to entice people to go, yes, this is the direction I want to go. This is the plan I have but not for real money. It has to be tied into the economy in the game somehow. Yeah, I mean... It's not going to get picked up. And I think it's worth pointing out, right? Like, CCP would still get real money if it was in the NES store that you could buy it with Plex. So it's not taking away money from CCP. It's just enabling players to to get it with ISK. Yeah, I think the, the way it is, like, if it's all correct, like you said then it's just an option and just an option that nobody's going to use, right? So, like, technically no damage done right nothing else is changing like they're not suddenly removing it right but, no, but opportunity missed because it's exactly, a great idea exactly so it's an opportunity missed definitely then yeah you think though because i mean there's going to be a bit of a meme joke right now but we're now a korean and playing a korean mmo okay kind of and uh, i've been playing a many korean mmos i'm a big fan of korean mmos and i can tell you that definitely whaling 100 works for new players mid players old players everyone like not everyone whales but across the entire board there is whales if they were a whale why don't they just buy skill injectors and just exactly. buy it anyway 
I don't know, dude, but there's another option, dude. It's like maybe cheaper than the skill injectors. Just Fresh Sino alts. It's kind of like, hey, mm-hmm. do I want to dump skill injectors into this? I'm going to pay like seven what dollars, whatever, dude, and then I'm going to pay a hundred dollars and inject a couple alts into mining. I, I don't know, dude, right? But, but technically, it's temporary. like, whaling always works, right? There's always people that will buy it. It's but but like, if they I have multiple alts, they're only Omega, right? So they would already probably be able to train it. I don't, I, I don't know. I just know that All there's right. always people buying this stuff, you know? I've got another uh, theory. So maybe, I don't know, what's the price tag on this stuff? We don't know, right? So maybe, maybe it's just like a dollar for like mining stuff, you know? And then people are like, hmm, yeah, for a dollar, I can test this out. So it's so cheap. Dude, 100%. But it's a legit, it's a le- <laughs> but it's a legit uh, strategy in a lot of games and stuff to just get them there all right, I spend real money, even if it's just a dollar, right? They are there. So next time, if you want to buy Plex for real cash, they already have all the data, they know how it works. So they, they're more comfortable to spend more cash on like other stuff, right? I think just they said get that them in the door. They, they were going to give some for free out in the redeeming queue somehow, right? Which so, is great. So yeah, well, that's what really cool. So I mean, I think... I think yeah, the problem is right. You just can't buy it with Plex. It, it, otherwise, it'll be a really cool idea. And it would also be really cool, right? If uh, like one of the things I brought up to CCP when I was talking to their marketing team when it's, I was on a CSM is like when you subscribe for the first time, right? You get this pop up and it says, "Well, you just unlocked five hundred fifty six ships, and now uh, now you're going to spend the next two weeks before you can even fly one of them." So. You know, why not just give them like 500,000 SP the first time you sub an account or something, right? You already give away 1 million for free when you make it. And and this is kind of the same idea, right? Like maybe when you sub an account for the first time, maybe you can get pick a pack for free. So you can say, okay, uh, I'm going to sub my account for the first time and I'm into exploration. Right? I've been flying a heron a bunch. Let me get this uh, pack the last of seven days when I first buy Omega that gives me the buzzard straight away, right? So... The thing is, though, if they want this to help newer players, uh, there was someone talking about this on Reddit, how, why isn't this like a reward for your earlier missions? It like, it hand feeds you, go, do you want to do this type of mission, this mission, or this mission? And then you do that type of mission. That is. If it was a reward after one of those, be like, hey, you can do this in a better ship and do it quicker and, and more effectively. Would you like to do that with this training pack for a week? You can only pick one or whatever. Yeah, that, that already sets quick. you in a direction. But like, even if it costs half a dollar, that's <laughs> going over a, like a limit where you're like, no, I have to pay for it. I have to rent it for actual money when you're playing as an Omega. I just don't see it connecting. Like, I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, right? The PR, the propaganda is they want to help the new players, but what they want is they want money, right? They would get money if it was in the exactly. NES, NES store too, though, because yeah, that's what saying, like what Bjorn said. I think if they really just wanted to implement something into the game to help new players, they could yeah. just do it as a reward for doing certain like high sec missions. Like there's these career agents, I think, if I remember right. So if you do like career agent for like combat, maybe you get a expert thing for some combat ships. I don't know. Well, hey, I you already have. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, uh, go ahead. You already have the activity tracker in the game. So it's like, oh, you're starting to try exploration? All right, here, have a uh, uh, exploration training pack. Oh, you're trying mining. Here, try this. See what you think. Yeah, I think I, I totally agree. Um, God damn it, I had a point. Oh, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. 
That's all good. It'll come back later. What are your opinions on it, though, Bando? Yeah, I think if it's only for money, <clears throat> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan then. I thought it was going to be like people are like all upset about it because it's for Plex, right? And be great, but you can only buy it. Yeah, you can only buy it for Plex and then it will be a tradable item. I think that would be nice, right? And then all these newbie streamers too, right? Like some new guy is here and like the first thing, people go in there and they're super helpful, right? They're helping them out. I sometimes do that just for fun, right? Just tell them like, this is like how you do it. And then they ask questions. It's fun to help them out. But I never give them straight is because I always think that's going to spoil them. That's just going to be bad, right? It's like, you know, that's not how you raise kids either. So, <laughs> but that would be an option. I could give them like, oh, you're interested in... Uh, in mining like whatever it is yeah like try this pack now you're gonna be like super good at mining for like at least seven days and see if you actually like it like you know um i think that would be um that would be a really good thing like you said missed opportunity uh yeah it's a little sad but we don't know if this is the how exactly like we don't know 100 percent. so yeah. let's not hate on it until we know exactly what they mean with the even line store, yeah. what the pricing is, all that stuff. But like my opinion is even if it's just five, like <laughs> 10 cents, it's giving your like credit card to something that you're not 100% sure about yet. You're trying to entice the newer ones. They're talking about this 1.8 million players who come and then leave. You need to like baby them a little bit more, not by like, hey, would you like to pay me before you're sure about this stuff? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, one point that I had on my list that uh, I forgot actually earlier, the skills, like what I always wonder is, why don't they release the skills before the sh the, the stuff is in the game? Like for example, the warps, like why don't they release the, those skills already? Because for me, it's so annoying. I don't know what to skill. I've already got everything skilled. And now there's new skills in the game and I kind of have to inject them. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's so annoying. Like now there is something to skill. It's so annoying. Just don't fly fleets for the next two months. Ugh, stop <laughs> it. Like I've got like I accumulated some free SP, but I spent it on something else. Something got in the game. I forgot what it was. I spent it on that. And now I've got like only 1 million left, but I need 3 mil. So I have to fucking inject the rest. And it's so annoying, especially since I don't know what the skills uh, skill after that. So I inject and then I'm like skilling nothing. Am I the only one who's, who's annoyed by that? I still haven't done those Vorton whatever. Oh, Bjorn, I... you've got endless money. Don't make that face. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Casper? I just said I haven't done those Vorton specializations yet just because kind of trash and they're really expensive. <clears throat> so I haven't done them. That's the only one lately though. Yeah, I still think they're super scary on a large scale. If you show up at 100, 200 of these, holy shit. Like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the first guy to engage these. And I'm scared. We actually like using like 10 of them with Munins at our scale because... Uh, against uh, really bad people uh, they it tends to like fuck up their broadcast a lot and we we, oh. we we've like seen like some uh, i think some like uh, point of view from their logi or something and the amount of people who broadcast for like a random storm <laughs> bring a damage is really insane like what i thought always especially also in the at what i thought it's going to be used for is like a remote smart bomb right so in the at you have a lot of 
uh, like shield and armor bots going on and they're on hostile ships and you don't want to sit right next to that vindicator uh, who's getting repped right not necessarily final, i mean unless you had a vindicator they, that against us. they wasted oh. our rubisu and who uh templus yeah 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 templus wanted to beat us they kicked our ass they put a what's the cruiser called uh shit skybreaker, skybreaker. they put a skybreaker on our rubisu and just killed our entire fleets our bots in like a couple shots and then it just died like a second like shit so it has been used to good effect yeah so that's what i that's what i thought people are going to use it for like remote like projected smart bombs kind of things they're also really good uh if 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 you uh dual box i find too right because uh you can on your like they're not going to primary stormbringers over munins for example right because stormbringers have like three times the hp and they just want to kill the munins right because you need to kill the critical mass of the alpha of the munins so you can just have like on your order count you just have a stormbringer you just shoot their monitor it doesn't even matter right and it's just bouncing onto them and then you just tap back into your main and just play fly your main munin properly <laughs> Just zap the monitor the entire fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just put, just put, leave the gun on the monitor, right? Yeah, yeah. As long as they're anchoring up closer than 10k, it's always bouncing onto them. Yep. And it's always forcing their uh, their bad guys to uh, to broadcast and piss off the logi. Yeah, it's like a constant PDS, right? If you fight in a PDS, uh, like on a Forza, like it's okay for the first minute or so but if if that fight goes on and on and on you slowly are like hmm well now we are like all missing one third of our shield which is not really what you want right and then people start broadcasting and it gets like goes to shit it's like that stuff can happen Are you talking? Who has a really hot sister who's, who commentates the AT? I'm dying from chat. Actually, just in your lap of my ass off from chat, and I can't focus on what we're talking about. Every now and then I have a, a quick look, and I'm like, okay, whatever, just ignore. <laughs> uh, another thing on my list, uh, the, the wobble changes. So we have talked about that. I think Bjorn and I have talked about that before, actually. Um that it actually punishes the, the small, uh, slower ships. And I felt like Rice and Signal, when I talked to them, were kind of aware, but they, would, they, they, would, they didn't know to what extent, right? And they were surprised, like, how, to, to what an extent it actually punishes smaller doctrines. And, um, like, you know, I don't have to put just my opinion out there, so maybe someone else here has an opinion on, like, the wobbles and the changes that they just made. If it's like, if it's enough, or like, does someone uh, have a, have an opinion on so it? Just a clarification: it works like links, right? You have to be in the range when it hits. It's not like a bubble that always sits there and you land in it and it effects happen. That's true. Correct. Yeah, it's like the super capital burst projector thing. And what you... was the delay? It's two seconds now. It used to be three. It's actually really fast now. It's two seconds. Like you, you can never get your dictor out of the way before it yeah. goes off now, actually. Yeah, which was the that, that was the reason for the delay. They wanted to, the dictor to be able to warp in, like, or, like burn in, drop the wobble, and then get out of their own web range. But since they increased the range, that's not going to happen anyway. So they said, okay, then the delay can be lower too. I, I would say you could just remove the delay, but... I've never actually ever seen one used against us ever, ever, ever. So I'm interested to see what people come up against. And obviously, we've never used one yet. So I'm interested to see. Like they haven't been used yet against us. 
I think yeah. they might actually be a lot more used now with, once the relative fleet warp comes in, right? Because one of the problems is like if you warp a dictor in, right, it's always gonna it used to always like kind of land in range and if you like burn into them to like drop the bubble and web them, like normally your dictor's just gonna feed before it it gets there. Even if you're using like one of the like combat probing ones with a wobble, like I think some people use Eris for that. And yeah, because like interdictors have been buffed too. Like you can catch reps in like a heretic now. That you know, oh, recent yep. buff at were a flycatcher. These things are like a lot tankier than they were before. And you like EHP. Yeah. I tried once uh to just sit on top of like an enemy guardian gang in a heretic and just like wobble them again and again and again and again, just to, like slow them the fuck down. But it was on like a one of the fleets we did with Twitch versus something, the Baleful Dysnomia one. She was up seeing it. And mm. I don't know like if it had any actual good effect, and this was before they got buffed recently. But I do think I'm going to use them for pinging on a grid with fleets in the future. Sure. Relative warping, you go bubbler, wobble up in three, two, one, and then you click warp. So you initiate warp, you wobble your own fleet, fling yourself into warp quicker than you would have, and like ping around quicker around that grid using like a mass webbing on your own fleet. Yeah, the, another, thing, uh, another thing that I think they're much stronger at now as well is uh, catching people when they come into systems too. So when they used to be 10k, right, like uh, it, it would only catch like maybe one third of their fleet if you dropped it on a bump. Like yeah, normally you, you sit on a gate, right, you drop it, then you jump so your dicta doesn't die. Whereas now, now, now it's 15 kilometers, it actually hits everyone as they decloak on the gate. Especially if you have like another saber with you or, or another dicta with you, one does bubble, one does wobble, and then you hit you can hit almost the whole fleet right what, do they oh, stack no no they don't stack it's just one effect if you get hit that by another crazy. bubble it just it just refreshes the duration that would be the, the that would be the nerf to to hex right away to shield guide hex right away if it would stack you just have to land one so it's easy to land the second one and then you hit the third one and then you just warp in at all of them it just stacks yeah but you know what all the, what was also interesting sorry what, what were you saying I was just saying, like, uh, currently how we fight Munins is, you know, against a bad FC, obviously there's a difference, is we just web their anchor, and a lot of times an FC is not smart enough to say switch anchor, right? And so now all the Munins are sitting at zero, and we just own them. So that could be used That's in that place now. E. But now you could use that wobble against, you know, a Munin fleet as, you know, a, a smaller entity, and, you know, now you can get into their guns a lot easier, because if you can control the webs of a Munin fleet and get under them, they're kind of worthless. So that could be used in that way now, like for us and as a small scaler. Yeah, and uh, what I just thought, so you asked about the wobble and how it works and all that stuff, and it's like links. So what if it wasn't links? What if there was actually an area in space suddenly where you're just slower? Like, I don't know. And like, you like I... a 100 kilometer path from a gate at 100 all the way zero with just a shit ton of wobbles that just are sit there waiting for you and you're completely owned. Yeah, but setting that up, I mean, if you're so predictable, then you kind of deserve it too, right? So Actually true. Very true. So uh, I think, like, and then also you could drop a wobble in front of them and they would kind of stack up, which then would open up for like some AOE stuff. Maybe that's where the bomb run comes in. And also, you could like you know? control a fleet into a pipe by putting wobbles around and put them right down where you wanted them to go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> put up like little signs with arrows, like, please go, go this here. This way, please. Left yeah. turn. Yeah, yeah, you can do yeah, that now with formations. Like put up a, like a like a POS force field. You know what I mean? Like some area that people just get bounced mm -hmm. off. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> 
magnetic mm-hmm. wobbles. There's positive and negative forces that shove them or yank them. I like it. Yeah, I I wonder if that would actually be cooler or if that would be completely broken. I don't think it would be broken, depending on how long that wobble obviously holds there, right? But uh, yeah, just a random thought. When you said that, I was like, yeah, why wouldn't it work like this? Yeah, I, I think it's probably, both, uh, it, it's probably a server thing, right? Because like when you put down a dicta, when you try to warp in a dicta bubble, the game checks to see that when you try to start your warp, that's why like if you're MWDing like towards a bubble and you initiate warp, and then you can still warp even if it, if the if you go inside the bubble, right? It only checks for the bubble like when a new bubble goes up and when you try to warp before you try to warp. So there's yeah, it, isn't that, it isn't that like uh, taxing on the server. Whereas with a web bubble, right, it would have to check check like every tick that it, who's in it. So, can you control super fighters with web bubbles all the way around? Say a super fleet lands, you just put web bubbles all the way around them. Now their fighters don't get to you as fast at all. Does that work like that? I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if it affects uh, fighters or not. I assume it does, but I could be I'm, wrong. I'm pretty sure it does. So I think people have also done it. Like whenever you see like a keepster attack or some, like some citadel kind of thing where like let's say uh, group one drops carriers on the fortizer to attack the keep and sends the fighter all the way over there right it's very predictable where they're going to be so it's very easy to just drop a web bubble but how much impact does it have usually not that much right those fighters they're still so fast that might actually have an effect it might yeah, yeah it might just make that little difference you know we have seen things getting paused at like five seconds left or so like that one wobble it could have just saved the day there or oh, like, maybe maybe if you combine it with like MGD destroyers and wobbles at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you you just do it like a team, like twelve uh, boosters, twelve uh, wobblers, and they just boosh around and drop wobbles everywhere, like constantly. How about I an like ECM it. bubble, boys? Mm. Go oh, away, yes, please. Kick him, kick him, <laughs> kick, kick. <laughs> God, I hate I hate ECM bursts so much. I wish they would just increase the power grid on them so you can only fit them on cruisers and higher. No, you know what they have to do? Like, it's such a simple... Like, I think everyone is... Like, when we're talking about the ECM burst, the number one issue is always bursting bubble-proof scepters, right? Like, I don't... Like, how is that in the game? It's a... I don't even know. Like, how is this not removed? If you just made the power grid uh, tighter on it, right? So it takes 200 power grids, then you can still do, like, cool, like, ECM burst cruiser comps or something, but you you can't just put them on scepters anymore, and then it's fixed, right? I just think, why not just put it at the end of the cycle? So you hit the ECM burst, when it cycles through, boom, you get an ECM burst. Then the scepters, you can be all bubble-proof if you want. Like, you have to sit there and then burst and then wait. If you want to do that, go ahead and do it, right? It's a direct counter to Triggs, actually. We got owned. We were just in, like, RR Vedmax, just being little Mimi, like six of us. And these stupid... um, Insert expletive word here. Kept landing and bursting us and, like, well, shit. Now we have two DPS again, and we got killed by like three hurricanes because these <laughs> damn effing scepters kept coming in and owning us. It was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if you put like an ECM burst on a scepter, it really should just delete your boot I and I. <laughs> or it should remove your bubble proofness. Right? Oh, like the Higgs rig? It takes away your nullification. Uh, I, I, I yeah. can see like people just like feeding that though, right? So. But CCP wants you to have scepters with... I mean, they must do it. They've left it in the game for so fucking long. I mean, they, and they, they also they... want you to have warp core stabilizers on your riding gilas and Ishtars. Oh, uh, warp core stabs on Ishtars, dude, I love it. <laughs> they want you. Like, there's no way they'd leave it for this long. <laughs> they want you to play that way. On 
warps Clearly. off. No, I think what happens, there is a couple of these things, like warp core stabilizers and, I don't know, like ECM bursting scepters. That's probably on their list. But there's always something more important, right? It's just so far down on their list. Like, yeah, like bubble-proof scepters with ECM bursts. It's not that big of a deal. We'll do it next week. But by next week, there's like three other things on the list and they'll never get to it, right? That's what it feels like to me because it's such an obvious thing. Like, let's be honest. Have you ever seen someone who actually says this is good gameplay? Like, never. Maybe that one guy who's like number one on Z-Kill, right? He loves it. Z-Kill is hidden between too. Does anybody know Zier Breath Ash Boys or whatever his name is? That's all he does if he still plays the game. Dude, Lumpy Mayo. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I can type it in Twitch chat. What they need is to hire some random guy, throw him in a basement, and uh, have him fix all the small problems in the game over a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll be you nice. can come out. You can come out whenever uh, you know ECM bursts are off scepters. No problem. Your plane does autopilot, right? Three tiers. You know, you could just over those long Atlantic flights. Just fix yeah, it CCP, pay for my uh, coding and hire go. me, and I'll I'll do it, man. Um. What did I want to say? God damn it again. You love warp core stabs. Yeah, yeah Panda, I mean... Panda has like 10 like triple stab dish totals. <laughs> they're, they're in fountain right now. Uh... And he farms while he's at work, what? Yep. Totally do. Like I don't, I don't think anyone is uh, is Ishta reading in fountain right now. I don't actually know. I don't know what's going on in phone. Maybe there is actually. Um, all right. What else do I have on the list? I had a hack meter. Obvious thing, right? Is it fixed now? What do you say? I think uh, there wasn't there a, a fleet fight earlier between Baltex and Munins, and it looked like goons were actually uh, doing quite well. No, because I know they they lost the fight before, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a dark side fight that I saw with a uh, dark side uh, short max versus uh, a Cerberus fleet in Gemini, and the uh, the max absolutely dumpstered them. So, although I don't, I don't know how much of that is uh, you know dark side owning noobs though, or if it's like a you know dark side are really side. yeah dark side are really good though, right? Like and especially when it comes to like the Kaidi stuff in a fleet setup, right? Not like small scale, but mid scale fleets. Like that's probably the the their fucking jam. That's just what they yeah. do all day. Right? So they scare the shit out of me when I'm public pleading, dude. When I see them, I'm like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they're slippery and fucking put on DPS. They know what they're doing, dude. Yeah. I remember like back in the day when in it's like that's in 2000. I don't even know 2012 or so. We lost uh, our space in MNC and we moved into Curse. And we moved into the same station as Darkseid, and it was smaller than us. Right? I don't know what. I think we could we could have formed like a hundred man fleets at the time, and Darkseid was around the fifty mark, right? So we could outnumber them two to one, but like it's not the it wasn't the norm either. But they they were in lower numbers, they, but they handled us well, right? They're fucking Darkseid's always been scary, like legitimately, yeah. even in tournament shit, they've always been pretty scary. They, they taught us some real lessons there, and we needed those, right? Because we came from the whole blob fucking shit, really. Like there wasn't like we weren't f- so focused on quality. Drake's 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 uh, was just over that phase, right? So, and then you know they really uh, they did re- really did some good work there. 
Yeah. Uh, for, shout out to Fuffy Axe in general, though, to put us a little bit back on topic. Um, I think Shield, at least in our, you know, five to ten people, Shield hacks, kind of done. Armor, eh, we're kind of going away from him now, just because that, that was how we fought, you know, just to be you guys, the bigger the bigger people, that's how we fought them, is, you know, you, you could SIG tank all your guys' crap. As we said, Munins, we can get under their guns because we can SIG tank. That's not as easy anymore you're what 50 percent more sig i forgot what it actually is numbers but it it's huge you get whacked from battleships you get whacked from fear axes you get whacked by cormorants now all the shit really really hurts i think cormorants would attack you regardless right yeah yeah, yeah true, true 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 but like fear axes <laughs> are now legitimately just a direct counter where you know you could get a warp and you could web their anchor you could get under them now that's effing scary let's be honest For yeah not, you know not that much like isk you know what's a like something I also brought up on the podcast with like the CCP guys that I thought they were maybe not aware of. Like, why does the anti evil the the evil resists boosts not counter paints, right? So if you have a link up for your own evil, it boosts paints, dams, uh, all the all the evil ones, right? Mm. ECM and and so on. But if you have the I forgot what hardening. it's called. Hardening. hardening. Electronic hardening. If you have that running, it counters dams, tracking disruptors, and like all kinds of stuff, and EC, ECM, uh, ECM. But it doesn't counter painting, and I don't, I don't get it. Like, why? At CCV, yeah, but then also webbing you were and pointing, watching. webbing and pointing is also electronic warfare. So if you boost yourself against electronic warfare, you do reduce the effectiveness of webs on that logic. Dude. I mean, oh yeah, we need, we need a warp core stab link. No. Don't we? But we need to throw that to the guy in the basement. No, 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 Belgium. The Evor boost bonus does not boost uh, webs and points, though. Right? I mean, okay, okay, I get it now. You're not going off like the entire like category, going off like what the booster boosts and what the resist. Yeah. Resists. Yeah, he, he's saying there's a, there's an info link that increases TP strength, yeah, yeah, right? And yeah, yeah. this is the one that reduces it. Yeah. And I thought that like if that if that would change, then Ahex would have a little bit of a buff, in a way at least, right? So you could, I mean, you can paint like with bonuses and like the right ships, you can paint any ship to like a fairly big signature, but even a monitor, but even a monitor, MWDing, given like some triple paint from Arabia, you'll have a big enough sig to hit it. But Munins, you can hit that thing. No big deal, right? Even though it shouldn't be, right? So, uh, you know, it's just, you know, a random observation, I guess. Just, the whole uh, hack change seemed like it was this huge, you know, hammer for all the hacks. But really, the only maybe, or just this Munin and maybe the Serb needed it. Um, it's oh, like Eagles maybe too, right? oh yeah, Eagles of course. Um, but like all of them getting nerfed like that, I don't know if that was necessary. Well, all MWD hacks got that nerf, right? Yeah, of course. Which is all. No, well, AB zealots <laughs> are definitely not MWD. With an AB uh, micro updrive to every hack, right? Like if you. Well, want. yeah, but the, the side effect why it was a lot of like solo small gang hacks uh, with MWDs got nerfed on it, like the vagabond, for example. Yeah, right? that's what I thought as well, like vagabond and like I don't know. I sometimes like to fly in Ishtar for some reason. Huge six on those ships now. Yeah, I mean, so I still think. And I know I've brought that up many times. I still think like it's the gun platform that actually is the issue there, right? It's not necessarily their shield and kaidi, 
but they have so much range um and it should have more of a like um a penalty i guess right if you if you bring like a, an mwd like a vagabond with acs like you should have like like an advantage over for example a um an MWD, um, like an RT Munin, right? A standard Munin. You should be like way faster. You should have some sort of advantage uh, of it, right? Be it like a signature on guns or be it mass on guns, something. I feel like you should, like there should be something like on those gun, uh, guns that, you know, that would then balance it at all right? to a degree. Nerf projection in general would actually be kind of cool. Yeah, I think I said that a couple of times in your Twitch chat, Pando, where it's like, you know, ACs have like what, 10km range or some stuff, right? And do like 700 DPS, 600 DPS. RTs do 500 DPS, but have like 10 times the range, right? It's more like, than 10 times optimal. It's like 30 times optimal. Yeah, you know, we know what I mean, though, right? Like the point I'm trying to make is like the DPS loss compared to the range gain is completely out of proportion, right? Yeah. Are it, beams yeah. still more damage than pulse? Like straight up, is that still true? Uh, Oh, yes, it, it is true. Uh, not with Conflag anymore, though, right? Because they buff Detect your ammo. But if you're comparing like multi frequency to multi frequency, beams do more damage than poles. Yeah, that should be completely fixed. Like nerf projection in general, make you know fleet battles a little bit closer. That'd be a lot more fun. Yeah, well, they, and... they nerfed Logi, right? So they can probably nerf uh, gun DPS a little bit without like making stuff unbreakable. So. Well, nerf the range, just, no? I mean, I don't know, there's like this cruiser shooting out to 120 kilometers, right? Um, I think they should like nerf the tank or do something, right? Like Pandas' mass on guns, because it, it's kind of weird to me, right? Like like a Blaster Ferox has the exact same tank as a, as a Rail Ferox, but the Blaster Ferox is the one that's like in close range and is brawling, so... Yeah, the same speed and everything the same, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. same speed, same tank... In that way, you could make the blaster ferox way faster, technically, like faster than the ferox is right now, and then the rail ferox slightly slower, right? So yeah, you could play around with that, yeah. But that's just my uh, my opinion. Anyone got any uh, like big ideas, even if even the crazy ones? Mid slot and uh, increase its base armor hit points because you fit an X type armor uh, wrapper and you fit some Asclepians and drugs, you wrap more hit points than you have fucking armor. Oh, yeah, you talking about the Kronos? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you can you can wrap more uh, hit points. A but... wrapper on a Kronos wraps more than you have armor, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's that? there's a pimp cap on it. What is that fucking joke, dude? Well, I mean. It's your fault if you fit it like that. There's there's like stuff like for example, I made a like ages ago like an Ishkur fit remote rep and stuff, and you need a cap booster. You can't use 400 cap boosters really on it. It doesn't have 400 cap, right? You're gonna waste a lot of your cap boosters that way. So like, there's a couple of those things. You just be a, better be aware of it, right? Fit a plate if you want that. Right? Fit a plate in your Kronos. Two reps, dude. To just just use uh just use slaves instead of ass clubs, voucher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll fit medium reps. Yeah, I'll fit medium reps then. <laughs> yeah. Abyssal mediums, they'll do the job. It's fine. Alrighty, guys. I'm, we're pushing one and a half hours. So, anyone got some like final thought he wants to get rid of? Yeah, CCP should really put the uh, Castral State issue into the game. 
Oof. That's the state issue. And uh, let that me one, guess, there's like only going to be one, again? and that one is going to be in your hangar then, yeah? It should well, have it, to be, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't of course. Have, doesn't have to be one. What do you mean, I mean of course? You are the Kestrel. If there's ever, like, a monument of a Kestrel, your face better be on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there is four Raven State issues, so, you know, we can, we can be generous and, you know, maybe, maybe give uh, some of them away, you know? I hope you get a tattoo of a Kestrel one day. Dude! Maybe he has yes. one, dude. <laughs> Have you ever looked it up, Sutonia, to get one? That'd be freaking cool. That is all. No? Okay. I think I think yeah. it would suit you. Like but like it should be a net a neck tattoo, so you look badass. Like the, the caster should, the caster should like, come up here, right? You look like a fucking uh, like just came out of prison. And it should get like a like a barcode, which is like the you know, like if you look up your character on Zico, it's got like a number or something, like your character ID you should have that as like a barcode. Yeah. <laughs> and you can have the missiles, like or you can have missiles like as teardrops and then a big kapow on your forehead to make it complete. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, no. That'll be something. Alright guys. Uh if nobody has any uh, anything else, then I would just say thanks, everyone. I enjoyed well, it very much. I Good think chat. that was thanks yeah. Thank you, Pando. Also, yeah, I see Signal in uh, in chat. I hope you got some info out of this too. Um, and yeah, guys, everyone, thanks for hanging out. And I would say see you guys on the next one, next Friday. Bye. Yeah. Bye.